Yeah, so first of all, thanks for thanks for being here. Um, uh, I'm excited. You know, it's been, as of Saturday, it's been one year since we've taken over the Jazz. Um, and it's, uh, it's, been a, it's been a huge honor um, to take over such an amazing organization with such great people. And uh, I think we've made a few moves off the court in this year that um, I'm really proud of. And I think this is another one, um, you know, bringing Dwayne in and everything that he brings to the organization um, and his championship experience. And um, just his point of view and perspective into the ownership group has been um, incredible for me and my partners. Um, I think uh, Andrea Williams, who a lot of you will meet right there, uh, she's a new chief experience officer um, for the Utah Jazz. It's a new role for the NBA um, and will help lead the overall experience for here, but also in the community and um, basically representing um, DE&I and um, everything that we're trying to accomplish in the community. And the next is, is Danny, right? Um, I've known Danny for a long time. Um, Danny's been in the league for over 40 years. Um, it's been, to, I think eight NBA finals. He's, um, succeeded as a, as a player, Recording as in a progress. Coach, um, as well as an executive, um, for, you know, 18 years. And he brings three championships to, to this organization. And this is a real unique role. It's an unprecedented role that hasn't really existed for, for us and our ownership group, um, but it also allows Danny to do what he's good at, but also drift and help with some of the other things that we're doing with Smith Entertainment Group and kind of build out um, our organization. And it's uh, timing's everything, and this has been the right time for sure. Well, I'm grateful for this opportunity. Um, yeah, Ryan and I have known each other for a while, and. Um, but, you know, had I not had an opportunity just recently to spend a lot of time with Ryan Sweeney, Dwayne Wade, um, Quinn and Justin, um, and not seen, felt their enthusiasm and excitement to bring me on board, they, they sold me to, to take this opportunity. And um, I've taken six or seven months off and I've gotten a good break. Um, I feel like I'm energized and ready to come back I and mean, get back to work. And... Um, this is a different role. It's a unique role in, in the opportunity to work with ownership and, and work with Quinn and Justin and what they're doing. And uh, I'm anxious to get back and, and get to work. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a that's a big unique, and I'm I'm coming in and understanding a lot of the rules. But for for um, you know Justin, since the summer has been operating really kind of the day to day basketball operations and and doing a great job, and that that has not changed and will not change in this role. I think um, uh, Danny um, can help, and you know I think Danny's at a point in his career and his life, and I'll let him answer that. That um, he just wants to elevate, lift people, and make them successful, and that's really really unique that you've got someone who just wants to really build others. There's not an ego there. And, you know, we're, I've always believed that you're building out an organization for, um, 
for strength. And we're at a very unique time where we can go from strength to strength. And that's the best time to do it. And you get a chance to to bring Danny in to help. And I mean, just watching him and Justin riff today, it's it's exciting. And watching him riff with Quinn or see the players and talk to the players, that's exciting. And that's um that's a unique spot. And then there's a lot of areas that, you know, from an ownership standpoint, the ultimate governor have him represent us um and and help out in the league that that is is new for him and I think will help a lot as well. Uh, Danny, how do you see this being different than what you've done before? Well, I think Brian pretty much explained it right there. I mean, it's um, it's a different role as governor, of course, um, but I'm not going to be the president in basketball operations. I'm not going to be the guy that's running it day to day. That's going to be Justin. And uh, so we'll ha- I'll be having have an opportunity to communicate with him and share him share with him the experiences that I've had. Um, I have a really good feel and understanding of the NBA today and who those players are. And I could be a sounding board for him and for Quinn and for any player eventually. I think this is going to take some time to develop as we develop relationships amongst the organization. But it's not the day-to-day uh, load that I had. I'm in load management right now. <laughs> <laughs> yourself as it pertains to, to the role that you're, you're about to step into? How would I define myself? Um, I, I would say it in a positive light, a very experienced. Uh, I've been around the game forever. Um, I've been in professional sports for 44 years, um, and I've seen a lot of things. And there's a lot that I, that I can help and offer younger people and people that have less experience. Just um, you mentioned that you're not going to be involved in your day to day, that you can be a resource for Justin. Just wondering kind of how the, if there's a traditional hierarchy structure in place, like who, if there's a disagreement, who has final say on kind of capital? I'll let Ryan answer that question. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think, I think decisions, I mean, if, if you're in the league, I mean, everyone knows to call Justin right now, right? <laughs> I think that's pretty clear. Uh, I think when it comes to decision-making, like we're, we're creating a culture that it doesn't really work that way. If a decision gets so it's so tough that we don't have, you know, unanimous or at least the majority decision and it comes to me, um, you know, I, I don't anticipate a lot of that. Um, I, I truly believe that we hire people that we trust and, you know, we wrestle some of these decisions down because I'm going to I'm going to lean on those folks. And that's the kind of culture you want to create. And that's, that's what I've done throughout my whole career. And, when it comes to that, you just you want to be right a lot more than you're wrong because some decisions aren't clear. And bringing Danny on board helps increase our chances of getting that right. And so that's that's how we build it. And Justin's incredibly collaborative. Quinn's incredibly collaborative. And, and Danny's incredibly collaborative. It's, it's really not about whether I'm right or Danny's right or Justin's right. It's about us getting it, it right. And that's what I'm that's what I, that's what we hope to build as a, as an ownership group. And, and you can see that from the moves we're making where, um, you know, we're thinking out over the next five, 10 years. And how do we, how do we do something that we haven't done here? I want to make it clear that, you know, when I say I'm not uh, doing the day-to-day operation, that doesn't mean I'm not working every day. It just means that someone else is in charge of the day-to-day answering the phone calls and dealing with people around the league. And that is Justin and his role. And he's doing a great job of that. 
So how familiar are you with the team and with Quinn and, you know, just kind of the day-to-day -day stuff that you will have to... I mean, I've, I've watched him a lot. I've watched every game this year um, and a lot of their games last year. I think that um, that relationship, the relationships are, will grow for sure. I don't, I can't say that I know the personalities as well as I'd like, but um, that'd be my first order of business is try to develop those, the trust and relationships within the organization. And how do you get better as an executive from, you know, your first year with Boston to year 18? Like, what do you do better? How does it grow? Um, I think patience, you learn patience and you learn that, um, you know, the, the bad days that will come in to the bad days um, and not to get too excited on the good days. I think just an even keel and go about, you know, try to find the real reasons for your success and failings as opposed to the emotional reactions to it. And uh, I think that I, I offer that. Said leaving Boston that you weren't interested in the lead executive job and your next spot, and obviously CEO is probably that. But kind of curious how that's changed in the last few months, and then kind of how this unfolded from your point of view in order to, to join again. Yeah, I needed a break from Boston. And by the way, you know, my 26 years in Boston were an amazing experience. Um, I'll always be grateful. One of the greatest things I've learned in this business is the relationships you build. I mean, the championship rings are our goals, and that's what you really build a bond when you're trying to work for a championship. But uh, the things that I really cherish over those 26 years are the relationships that I've developed, and those will always be there. I'm really looking forward to building new relationships here with this organization. I'm very excited about that. Um, you know, like I said, though, the, the role is different than I was in Boston. They, they literally were 16 and 18 hour days. And I don't plan on doing that. I plan on working every day and um, working with Justin and Quinn and Ryan and his own group. How did this unfold kind of from your point of view? What was kind of the timeline of this? Um, I got the sense that Ryan was wanting me to come on board at some point later summer, but we really didn't talk much about it. I think he knew that I was not in the mindset of doing that. I really wanted, I needed time away. And um, I think just this last week or two, we've really been hammering away and trying to get a deal. And um, I'm excited about it now. I probably wouldn't have been excited about it months ago, but now I'm, I'm anxious to get back at it. And just being around the team today, you know, like uh, my juices are flowing. I'm ready to go. Brian, I think, and you say that it's clear throughout the league who the guy is to call, but I think respectfully, like today, the news that Danny is joining didn't make that very clear. And so I'm just wondering, like, when there are trade discussions or when deals are being made, like, is that going to be a collaborative effort, Danny, Justin, the team, or is there a hierarchy? Yeah, so I think I think those are two separate questions. One's mm -hmm. internal and one's external. Externally in the league, um, it's pretty clear, like call Justin. Right. That doesn't mean Danny doesn't have prior relationships, but that's 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 how it's going to go. Um, and then how we make our decisions internally will kind of be how we make our decisions internally on what we want to do. Mm -hmm. So and no different than any other team. I don't I don't understand fully the decision process of every organization that's out there, but I normally would put the best people around the table to make the right decisions. And that's what we're doing here. 
Uh, Danny, what's the, kind of the challenge of coming in mid-season to a new team? Getting to know the team. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't want to be a distraction. They, you know, they got things going on. They have other people they're talking to. So uh, as opposed to coming in the offseason where, you know, you, you in the summertime, there's not as much stress on the players and um, you don't have to tippy-toe around. But it's it, it'll be a little bit more challenging this way. Danny, almost any article that's read about, written about you in a feature article, the word competitiveness comes in. I think usually with the most competitive person I've ever met, usually is the phrase. Would you agree with that self-characterization? I would. Um, <laughs> I think I'm competitive, but like I think my wife is more competitive. So, um, you know, I, I think that that's a little bit overblown personally, but um, I love I love competition. Um, but everybody in this business does. It's a very competitive league. Um, so I, you know, I don't know where I stack up and, you know, and rated to everybody else, but um, I feel like I'm competitive. Yeah. Andy Larson, you entered the team at a good time. You know, it's the kind of trade deadline market. I'm just kind of curious what you see as the roster's strengths and weaknesses and kind of what you're getting into at this point. Uh, the rosters are strong. <laughs> yeah. You know, definitely tipping on the strong side. Uh, that's a really good team. Uh, very well coached. Um, so, you know, I'm not sure what needs to be done, but we'll look with Justin's help and his staff and, and Quinn and, and try to figure out a way to make our team better. But uh, the team is pretty dang good. Tony, considering that, can I pick you back enough? I'm sorry. What, what was your name? Tony Jones. From the Tony. Okay. Um, just kind of piggybacking off of what, what Andy asked for you and Justin and, you know, for, for the well, front office group, how important is that next month, these next few months leading up to the deadline, uh, specifically asking because, because you guys feel that you have a championship window this year? Yeah, I think it's always important uh, to be able to evaluate all the deals that, you, that are available to you. Um, you know, I think that, I think there's a misconception out there that people think that, you know, you can go get a player or go get something to make your team better, but oftentimes you can't. Oftentimes the only deals that are available to you are the deals that don't make you better. You have to give up something to get something in return. So um, we understand that the window of opportunity in this organization and um, we'll collectively collaborate on whatever deals are, that are available to us. Last one in the room, Eric Wallace. Danny, just wondering, uh, given your time in the league and Justin's time in the league, whether it's an agent or working in different organizations, kind of what your previous relationship you had with him, kind of what the conversation was between the two of you thus far in terms of how best to make this work. Um, I don't know. I feel like Justin and I are excited to work with one another. <clears throat> My prior relationship to Justin's, we've talked on the phone a few times. Uh, most of my uh, conversations with the organization were with uh, Dennis. Um, but lately, Justin has been the guy in charge. And um, I'm excited to work with Justin. And uh, he has a good reputation around the league. And I, I think that we have a, a chance to do something special. Okay, we're going to switch over to Zoom. And uh, Madeline will uh, introduce questions. If you guys can just answer questions looking at the camera since you're going to see the screen right here. All right, uh, we will have a question first from Mark Murphy, Boston Herald. Mark, go ahead. Hi, Danny. Um, Murph, how do you 
First question. <laughs> I'm wondering when you when you stepped down from the Celtics, did did you have an idea of how long you were going to be away? And during the summer, just when did you start to feel an itch again? I didn't have an idea, um, but I mean, there was a possibility that I would step away forever. Uh, my wife and I had discussed that many times and I have looked at other opportunities uh, outside of basketball. <clears throat> and one thing that intrigues me about this opportunity is like Ryan said with SEG, there, there are things other than just basketball that excite me as well. So uh, I didn't know, Mark, I didn't know the answer to that. Um, but when, when did you start to feel the itch again? You know, was it out on the course? Where, where, where do you think it was? I think, um, you know, just within the last couple of weeks, and I've been, I, like I said, I watch NBA games all the time and, um, you know, sitting in my fireplace by myself watching games isn't as exciting as being in an office and watching games collectively with a group of people. It's more fun. Uh, I love the interaction with, with the staff and uh, with other people. So, um, I think my wife knew that, that I was probably starting to get the bug a couple of weeks ago. All right. Uh, we'll go ahead and go to Jared White, the athletic. Danny, uh, you just mentioned uh, looking at opportunities kind of outside of the basketball operations phase. So was that something that was important when you were looking for another opportunity? And you, you also mentioned that you needed a break from Boston. So I was wondering uh, how much was you just wanting to get a fresh start somewhere else in a capacity like this? No, that wasn't it at all. I, like I said, I love my time in Boston. And I love the people I worked with. I, you know, heck, I was working with my son. Um, that was a blast. And it was a once in a lifetime opportunity. Maybe it was, um, I really appreciated that. And ownership was great. My staff was great. That had nothing to do with it. It was, a, it's been, it's been uh, as, as a lot of people through the pandemic, um, the NBA has seemed like it's gone um, two years in one year and it's been a heavy load and I just felt like I needed to get away. All right, we have one last question on Zoom, and that will be from Bobby Manning of the Boston Sports Journal. Hi, Danny. Bobby Manning, uh, CLNS Media and Boston Sports Journal. I I'm curious with this new role you're taking on, whether this would have been possible in Boston with something where maybe you took a backseat to Brad stepping into that GM role. Were there any discussions like that to kind of have a role in Boston, possibly like this one? where you did say, take a step back and why wasn't that possible in the end? Um, I think that's a good question. That's been asked before, but um, you know, I just needed a break and, you know, right now Boston has moved on. They have three capable people and um, Brad Stevens and Austin Ainge and Mike Zarin that could run the organizations by themselves, very capable people that have got great experience in the business. So um, I just felt that the organization was in great hands moving forward. Are we going to get Boston journalists on every single Zoom call? Thank you, guys. Thanks for being here.